everyone. You're listening to Elisa Unfiltered Living Life Out Loud, the podcast. My name is Elisa Curry-Lowitz and I am here today speaking from the heart to inspire and motivate you to be your best self. There is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind and I want to share all of my secrets with you. So let's get started. If you follow me on Instagram, you may have seen that I have begun to consume and test out some different medicinal mushrooms from this Canadian company called Stay Wild Organics. Now that's wild with a Y. They're located in Pemberton, BC and choose to exclusively offer organic full spectrum mushrooms grown in North America. Now, I've heard about the healing powers of mushrooms in the past, but never gave them much of a thought. I thought it was kind of gross. I'm, I'm not sure why. <laughs> this was until I started to use this chaga smoothie mix blend that changed my life. Now, chaga, what is chaga? And if you've never heard of it before either, you're not alone. But after doing some research, I found out that chaga is referred to as the king of mushrooms. It's a birch dwelling mushroom and holds one of the highest antioxidant values of any food on the planet. It makes chaga a true force against free radicals and works hard to protect you at a cellular level. I am now feeling the benefits of this potent antioxidant and wellness booster. This stuff is truly amazing. So fast forward several months and my Stay Wild Organics medicinal mushroom collection includes Rishi for stress and anxiety support, Turkish Tail for immune system support, Lion's Mane for memory and brain support, and Cordyceps for energy, performance, and libido. So if you're curious, like I was, and want to incorporate some of the magic of medicinal mushrooms too, my friends over at Stay Wild Organics are offering all the listeners of Elisa Unfiltered a 10% discount on any purchase you make from now until August 2020 with the promo code ELISA10. That's a 10% discount on any mushroom product store-wide with the promo code ELISA10. You just got to go to staywildorganics.com. That's staywild with a Y, W-Y-L-D organics.com and enter the promo code ELISA10 at checkout. I only endorse products that I've researched and have tried and tested on yours truly so they get the ELISA stamp of approval. Okay, now for today's show. How is everyone doing on this fabulous Wednesday? Today it is May the 20th. It is fascinating, fascinating how quickly time is flying by here in self-isolation. It blows my mind. Oh my God, like what an incredibly fucked up time we're living in right now. It's so easy to fall into despair and fear for the unknown, uh, but it's also beginning to feel easy to settle into this. Huh. Did she say easy? Is anyone else feeling that? Maybe it's just me, but I'm, I've begun to lean into and observe and settle into my time and how I use it and how I respond to doing nothing. Huh? right? And how I respond to trying to do everything all at once with this new pace. I mean, the other day I had this monster day 
where I was working on a few projects. Some were actually work income generating um, projects because I I still do some work uh, in the social media department for pure, pure yoga online. So I do have a 10 hours per week of work, which I'm most grateful for, like wow. But yeah, the other day I had this big massive day and I was completely exhausted, like dead. I was fucking dead. Now, I don't usually swear so early on in the podcast here, but I think I've already dropped a few F-bombs. So sorry if I'm offending anyone. <laughs> this is kind of a, a thing that comes out every now and then. I'm just speaking my mind and shit. <laughs> I could hardly believe how tiring that day was, that work day was. And then something dawned on me because that monster day used to be my every day. I was working like 12 to 14 hours every single day. Like every day I was working. Uh, that was before this, before isolation. That's what I did. And yes, I would wake up and do yoga and meditate and ground and eat good food and exercise in that day as well. But I would go, 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 hustle, hustle. And then basically crash at night and wake up and do it all over again. Okay, that was sort of a normal for me. That's, even though I didn't think I was crashing at night, I I thought I had a really good uh, uh, routine going into sleep. Now my routine is unbelievable, you know? So I, I thought I was giving myself time and space, but now I've been soaking it up in the self-isolation and I really have settled into it in many ways. So my body in the go, go, go time had adjusted to that pace and it was like fighting for me all the time and doing its best to protect me and keeping me healthy and sane. But man, if it wasn't for COVID, I am not sure if I would have ever realized how hard I was pushing my body. It's just kind of come, I've been coming to this realization over the past couple of weeks. And it's like, is that even healthy? I don't know. That this is where my mindset has been in the last couple weeks. Oh, and I do have to apologize for missing the podcast last week. I didn't drop an episode. He oops. Uh, it's because I had two guests actually cancel on me super last minute, which is unfortunate but understandable. No, no harm. I'll try and book them into the show sometime at a later date. Then it was my birthday last Tuesday, and I was just like, fuck it. I need to just let this go. The fans will be fine. The podcast will go on. I'm going to miss a week. So I did. <laughs> Speaking of the podcast, this is a perfect time for you to hit the pause button and go head over and hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts. This will make it so that you are notified of all content and epic episodes from me. So it will notify you if you subscribe. You can also leave a five-star rating while you're there and a written review to help other potential listeners who might be curious about the show. So thank you so much for doing that. Now let's move on. So yes, there is a fine line between doing what you love and working your ass off and what you're passionate about. Because yes, I love, love, love my job. It's my dream job. Dream job. And the line blurs sometimes. There is a difference between loving what you do and running yourself into the ground. And with that realization, I developed a few follow-up questions that I need more time to ponder, I think, because I'm truly curious about the way I've been feeling over the past month. Some of those key questions are, does this matter? 
is what I'm doing, does it matter? Okay. Is this in my highest good? And how can I do this better? So those three questions have been coming up for me over and over again. And maybe you have some questions of your own. So pay attention to what you're thinking and what you're curious about in your own life. It's, it's actually great. I've been writing some of these things down in my notes on my iPhone and just, and pondering them, pondering them. It's, it's quite fascinating. These aren't rocket science questions, but when we give ourselves some time to be mindful of how we feel about our lives without outside distraction, that's a big key thing without outside distraction or influence, I should say, we can begin to figure out those answers and continue to be curious about what keeps coming up after that. Now, everyone who's listening, whether you are an essential worker, which round of applause, thank you so much for your dedication and efforts and all the things you're doing, wow. Um, Or you're out of work entirely, or you're like me, who's working very semi part-time. The time that we have all spent in isolation, what is it now, like just over two months in Canada? The mind, and I mean our minds, are all starting to rewire and redefine quote-unquote normal. All right, does that resonate with you? We're redefining, even in the smallest of ways, it is, there is this new sense of normal out there. How incredible is that? Now, our bodies are also doing the same thing, beginning to adjust. How beautiful is that? Think about that for a second. Think about how you feel and how far you've come psychologically and emotionally from the beginning of all this until now. Think about how dire those first few weeks felt for many, many listeners, including myself, like how far you've come. You need to give yourself a huge round of applause for that and a big ass hug, a huge one, because you are evolving. This is what evolution, this is what the evolution of the mind feels like. Typically a shift this colossal takes years, if not decades to come about, okay? So we're doing this massive shift in a matter of months. Like that's a wow, whoa thing. I know you feel it. I know that you're questioning a lot in your life and this is awesome. So keep questioning. Be curious of your emotions and what gets you to those or what brings you or takes you to those darker places. Okay, this is how we learn about ourselves and we learn our belief systems. A lot of our beliefs lay, lie, lay, I don't know what to say, how to say that, in the, in the dark places, in the wounds, in the fear. And yes, it's yucky and scary and gross, but when we can understand our own fear, or actually, okay, let's even take a step back and simply acknowledge that we are afraid and that we have fear and acknowledge that we have some wounds within us, we can mindfully begin to heal and grow and evolve into a higher vibration, okay? This, uh, it seems obviously impossible at first, but then as time goes on and we determine we are safe and we are actually okay, then we can settle into this and give ourselves permission to grieve what once was, which is a huge part of the process. We all need to go through our own little or big grieving process and forgive and let go of once, 
of what once was our lives, okay? Or the pace of our lives, or the trips, the family time, the weddings, the summer love, the adventures, or whatever our plans were that have been delayed, or our jobs, whatever it is. Notice that I didn't say taken away from us, they've been delayed. Now this is all very important for our mental and emotional health, even our physical health. I was listening to this Ben Greenfield podcast on my run yesterday. Uh, he was talking about biohacks, health habits and like rituals. I don't know. It was, it was a very interesting podcast. Um, and he mentioned this book, which I have read. It's called The Five, or excuse me, it's called The Top Five Regrets of the Dying. And I believe it's from a woman named Bronnie Ware or Ware. I can't quite remember, but she was a palliative care nurse for years and she con- was, she consulted or not consulted, that's not the right word. She um, consoled the dying and would talk about their regrets and they would confess to her and she wrote a book about it. Now, I am going to tell you what the top five regrets are. So if you haven't read the book, you probably don't need to now, but whatever, this is a spoiler alert. These, this is the top, this is the five, the top five regrets of the dying is I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. Number two is I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Interesting. Number three, I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. Four, I wish I had stayed in touch with friends. And five, I wish I had let myself be happier let myself be happier. Very, very interesting. Anyways, the reason I'm telling you this is because when I read this book, I don't know, it was like maybe seven or eight years ago. I was in my early 30s. I was just, just starting to get to know myself. I mean, I was having aha moments all over the place. (laughs) Uh, But at the time, you know, when you're like in your 20s, in your late 20s, you think you know everything, but then you realize that you know absolutely nothing. And this is not a slight on anyone in their 20s right now. I'm just saying, wait 10 years. And I know in 10 years from now, I'm going to look back and be like, whoa, you knew nothing in your 30s either. (laughs) Anyways, I thought I knew everything when I read that book years ago. And I thought it was a good book, but I didn't get it. And I didn't get it because I was in the hustle. I was in the hustle and I was doing all the things that I thought I was supposed to be doing to be happy and successful and setting myself up for a family and making money and having status and all that stuff I was raised to believe was important, which it is important in some levels. You know, it's not not important, but is it the most important thing? Is that all there is, you know? Anyways, I was also losing the weight at the time. So I was losing, I was in the process of losing 85 pounds then that I had gained after I missed the Olympics in 2006. Uh, So I was hustling in the gym with my food, with counting calories and doing all the things I read in all the books and was yo-yo dieting, etc. This is because the way I looked mattered to me. It was like basically the only thing that mattered. Back then, it was like, oh, just so, so different. The, my mindset back then was so, so different. I didn't get it. It was not about the way I felt or even a combination of 
how I looked and felt. It was only one thing. It was only one thing and it was how I looked. So, and I just wanted to go back to the way I was when I was an athlete. It was really important. Back to where I was. I am going to revisit that thought in a bit because it is a huge lesson. But first I want to finish my point here. When I heard that Ben Greenfield podcast and when I heard him speak about those five regrets, it hit me super hard. It hit me because isolation has given me a gift. It's the gift of me to find myself again and look at my life and ask myself, does this matter? Is this in my highest good? How can I do this better? This is what a gift that is. Those regrets are from real people who are at the end of their lives and they can't redo it. There's nothing they can do. And here we are, here I am living. I'm healthy. Here we all are living. We are waking up and breathing and being here. And what are we doing with our time? Are we doing things that are in our highest good? Are we learning what patterns are no longer serving us? Are we beginning to see this pause in the world as a gift yet? Hmm, that's the mindset I've shifted into and it's overwhelmingly powerful and uplifting and it is like my vitality is restored almost with this shift. And yes, I do realize that there are two very different ends of the spectrum here when it comes to COVID and the thoughts on COVID. There, are, But I, it, just to make it simple, we can break it down to two different perspectives. There's the fear and there's the love. Now, for this podcast, originally, I wanted to talk about some of my new rituals and my habits and my triggers and how to navigate my new emotions and emotional responses. Um, but then I listened to that Ben Greenfield podcast and was reminded of that book and it I just had to talk about the evolution of our minds instead because let me tell you, it's a beautiful thing to witness yourself evolving. It's a beautiful thing. I will do another podcast and talk about those things because I, I think they're really great to share and uh, we're all in this together and we're all trying to navigate things and we don't really know what the hell to do with our time. So, I mean, let's talk about it. <laughs> so maybe next week, actually in a couple weeks, I'll, I'll get that one out there for you for sure. But I started this thing, like many of you listening, with this weird, surreal panic and deep, unsettling insecurities about the future. Did anyone start else start like that? <laughs> there was so much fear. I was so afraid. But, you know, I was trying to stay calm, but my fight or flight response was jacked. I was in a fight or flight and I felt like my life was gone and that this was the end. And in many ways, I had to mourn that part of my identity that was like obsessed with work and the doing and the hustling. And in many ways, I had absolutely no freaking clue I was even mourning. I didn't even know that because I have never mourned or, or been aware that I was mourning a thing fully before. Okay, I didn't even know that that was a thing. I always thought mourning was only for when you lose people in your lives, like after the death of a person, not the death of a thing or a routine or a job. Okay, and in hindsight now, I understand I have mourned things in the past that were not human losses, uh, but not with the deep love and respect 
that we show humans who pass or uh, that might not be the right way to say that let's just blanket statement say with deep love and respect period okay routines are equally as important as relationships or or with humans who have passed routines are equally as important as our jobs and maybe even our cars our homes and our stuff for some people those things are very important to some people so when it's gone we need to grieve that loss and if we grieve it with love and compassion we begin to heal and we come out of it stronger when we heal when we when we cope with fear and anger and pain and suffering there's not a uh, we don't necessarily grow from that experience we learn to i don't know strengthen our coping mechanisms does that make sense so once i had spent enough time in that feeling to see it for what it was because i had to feel that too i mean we all have felt it i and i i mean i began what Essentially, I began to allow myself to be there in those moments and mourn it and feel it and then breathe and then feel that I'm okay. You know, I need to feel that for myself that I am okay. So what does it feel like? Okay, so for me, mourning my old normal in quotations here felt shitty. I cried a lot. I panicked. <laughs> there it came in stages and in waves <laughs> and at the beginning I was sad and mad and angry and frustrated or had frustration uh, those were all there but then the wave would pass and a new wave would come of self-pity and self-abandonment and self-sabotage all of these things kind of came into play and those were tricky ones because in many ways we blame ourselves and live in the past and we keep reliving the past and pull what was into what is or I don't know at least we try to and then we cycle in the wounds of we're not good enough I'm not doing enough what's my purpose things like that when we live in that past we are not aware of this moment of this very moment and what is Eckhart Tolle calls it the isness of right now I love that word the isness of the present moment it is <laughs> I just I love it and by going to the past we go to our deep dark corners and we cry and we throw tantrums and we live out our childhood wounds that's where we live them out not in the present moment we live those out in the past so if we can be mindful during these times and we can observe ourselves, then we can begin to self-soothe, okay? So self-soothing is a very interesting thing. Self-soothing is in my, I don't know, I want you to think about how you would soothe a child. I did talk about this a few episodes ago, how you would soothe yourself. Um, as a child, what kind of loving and compassionate ways would you soothe a puppy or a kitten or uh, anything young or new like a plant if you don't have children or dogs or cats or a little bird's nest with eggs in it? You know, like how would, <laughs> you got to look at yourself in that regard when we're when we're practicing self-soothing. Um, and self-comforting and sh how do we observe ourselves in those difficult times 
and show up for ourselves in a parental role, taking care of and soothing a young, more afraid version of ourselves. This is by far the most impactful thing I have ever done for myself. I speak about it as often as I can, and I really started to understand it more and feel the impact of it more through my own practice. And maybe I should work this message into every single podcast somehow. I know I talked about it in the past, but I like because self-soothing from a place of love and compassion is a skill that needs a lot of practice. And I mean, it doesn't need a lot of effort. It needs awareness and uh, mindfulness, I guess. You need to have a, a certain willingness to want to hold love and compassion within you uh, for you to start to develop this skill. Self-soothing is not coping, okay? We are not coping. <laughs> it's also not um, um, avoiding either with substance abuse or whatever. Self-soothing is not coping or avoiding. This is the time to heal. We don't need the Band-Aid. We need the prevention, the protection, and the hug that will make everything all better. So when we observe and we sit in our fear and pain and bear witness to the tyrant of the mind who is trying to keep us safe and small, aka the ego, then this is an opportunity for us to step in and change the story. This is an invitation to hug the tyrant and tell it everything's going to be okay, sweetheart. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your words of belittlement. I'm okay. Everything's going to be okay. I don't need this. And then one day you wake up and you feel lighter. This is because the healing has begun. Then Things get easier for a while until we're triggered again and we're invited again to face the tyrant and show it some love and compassion. Our wounds and our belief systems are very complex. There there's so many layers and we need to self-soothe the exact same wound for years in order to really, really heal it. This isn't a one-hit wonder scenario, a one-and-done scenario even though sometimes we really wish it was. We really wish it was. But yes, it's going to keep presenting itself over and over again. And the more we practice, the better we can identify the wound and the better or easier we can soothe it and climb out of the hole. Does that make sense? Like, I know this is sounding super woo-woo. I don't even care because this is what I'm going through right now. And I honestly... I can honestly say that I've been climbing out of the hole. And this experience is is like an awakening to my ability to do that. Or sometimes my inability, to be honest, to self-soothe. And it's the most impactful lesson I've learned so far. It's unbelievable. And yes, I am experiencing bad days. Yes, I'm still on the roller coaster of emotion. But... This practice of grieving and mourning and letting go and soothing my own wounds is 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 awesome. <laughs> now, okay, some people may already be doing this in some form, like through meditation, for example. Meditation is super powerful. It's it's key, which is awesome. So keep doing that. Some of you, like myself, may be doing it while we're exercising or in the shower or when we're trying to fall asleep. Just to back it up, I do do five, I do do, 
I do do five minutes of meditation in my morning ritual, which is most often just to clear my mind. So I sit there with a clear mind and I, you know, sometimes breathe in colors uh, in the chakras. I do the chakras and I count my breathing for five minutes. So it's basically thoughtless meditation. Yes, things do come to me within those five minutes. Yes, sometimes I do 10 minutes, but I, I do at least five minutes. But I also do some deep guided meditations that are extremely helpful. Healing meditations where someone guides you through um, a series of thought provoking layers, if you will, through the mind. Okay. But what I want to emphasize is that there's no quote unquote right time to do this work. You can do it wherever whenever you are in your awareness, whatever that looks like. So just the other day, for example, I had a powerful moment when I was cooking and I want to share it with you. This is what happened. I was peeling some green plantains <laughs> to make a delicious plantain chip thing that I've been doing like all the time now because it's epic. Um, now, Anyone who's ever tried to peel a green plantain, you would know that the peel is super rough. So you have to like score it with a knife just to like peel it off. And once you score it, it's still kind of tough in some some cases. And it breaks and it splints and it gets stuck and it cuts in half and it it's super annoying. Uh, sometimes it's really easy. Sometimes it's really hard. It depends on the damn thing. So anyways, I was peeling one, a rough section uh, for per se. Uh, and the peel like splintered sort of, and it jabbed me like a spike right underneath my fucking fingernail. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's like, uh, it cut through the skin, similar, like super gross, that gross feely, ooh, grossness that a wood splinter would when it goes underneath your nail. I know everyone has had that in their life. Like, come on. It was, it was, it was a lot like that. Anyways, I immediately was like, fuck. And I, and then I punished myself and I was like, you fucking idiot. Why did you do that? You're, why were you rushing? Ouch, fucker, fuck, fuck. <laughs> I keep swearing my mom's going to kill me after she hears this. Anyways, then I cried. Now, this is when my awareness kicked in. My reaction was like pretty intense to that little fingernail splinter. Um, it was pretty intense. Um, and I came, I, when I came into the moment, I realized I was in this moment. I realized I was crying and I realized I wasn't just crying because I jabbed my finger with the plantain peel. I was crying because I had so much sad energy that needed to get the fuck out of my body. I was crying for the birthday trip I couldn't take, for the hugs I can't give my mom and my family, for the pivot in my business that I'm struggling with. All of this energy was beating up in me, you know? And thank God for that green ass, super hard to peel plantain because that small experience gave me this massive release. It was this door that opened and I felt it and I just allowed it to happen. And man, what a release. I gave myself permission to let go and I just stood there and I cried for a bit. And then I told myself it was just an accident, gave myself a hug 
Then I put on some music, actually, and danced in the kitchen. Et voila! I had a beautiful release. I'm not a loser for doing this. I'm not damaged goods. I'm not a psycho. I'm a human being. And this is what my being needed to do. So what I'm trying to say here is that the work and the grief, the grieving, the mourning comes to us in so many different ways. What, how it happens for me is not going to be the same how it happens for you. There's so many forms and experiences. And if we're willing to observe and pay attention and sit in it and feel it and then soothe it, then we heal ourselves. We can heal ourselves and, and, and live and be in a, in a higher vibration. It's, it's a beautiful thing. So before I go here, I do want to talk about um, the going back to normal thing. I think I, I think I finished all the grieving. Did I talk about all the grieving that I wanted to talk about? I think I did. I want to talk about the going back to normal phase uh, that I keep hearing about. So no one really knows when this stuff is really going to get going again. I mean, here in Canada, we are starting to lift some of the more strict regulations and things are starting to open up. So uh, I think most of, mostly retail stores, if I, uh, maybe I'm wrong there, but uh, the retail stores that aren't in malls, for example, are now open. Uh, but I think this is going to be a slow process. Restaurants aren't open and any sort of service, beauty service or gyms, none of that's open yet. So um None of these openings really affect me right off the cuff, but it's nice to see people going back to work. I know there is a little bit of a, a sense of relief that things are going back to normal. And I just, I just, oh, I just feel like I want to talk about that. As I mentioned earlier in the show about how I was trying to lose the weight. This was back in 2010. Actually, this was like 10 years ago. Um, that I had gained and go back to the way I was in my early 20s. Yeah, not gonna happen. Oh man, did I ever struggle with that thought of going back, okay? My body shifted. Like at the time, my body had shifted. My lifestyle had shifted. My goals, my rituals, my routines, they had all shifted as the years went by, as they do, as they naturally do. And depending on how we surround ourselves, who we surround ourselves with, what choices we make, our mindset, all of these things, like they shift as time goes on. And so I, I wanted to go backwards in that and, and have, I had to essentially mourn the idea that I, I wouldn't have my world cup gold medal winning body back. To, to, I don't know how else to say it. That's what I, that's what it was. It's funny how often we wish things were the way they used to be. I mean, how many times have you personally said that to yourself or someone else? Like in relationships, friendships even, or like romantic relationships and in your family, like we've spent, how we spent our time. Oh, I, I wish it was, it was so easy back then. I wish things were easier like they used to be or how fit we used to be or whatever the case may be. It's interesting how living in the past and having thoughts of that nature pull us backwards. They, they really do. Like, hello, they really do. Yes, it's nice to reminisce to some of like the good things that have happened, but we can leave them there. We have to come back 
to this moment and stop shaming ourselves for the way we've evolved or the choices we have made. We need to stay and breathe and, and live in this now moment because shaming is harmful to our health in this present moment. But it was only that grieving process that I was able to redefine and practice the love I currently have for myself and my healthy self-soothing techniques. Because I think I just mentioned, I think I mentioned this like booze and alcohol, cigarettes, drugs, sex, whatever numbs yourself um, and feels like you're soothing yourself with alcohol. Trust me, I know firsthand, but that's not self-soothing. That is avoidant behavior. So try not to get that confused. Anyways, I now I respect my body and accept my body on all levels. And it like I'm over that shit. That that's when I started to create newer and healthier habits and rituals, many of which I still do today that are more in line with my highest good now. So my highest good today, yes, it has changed. It changes all the time. I am no longer an eight year old. What was in my highest good when I was eight is not the same as when it is now. I'm no longer a 24-year-old, 30-year-old. My body is evolving. My life is evolving. My relationship to myself is evolving. This is normal. This is what we need to pay attention to. Why back? Why back? Why not now? Why not now? The reason I'm bringing this up is because the lesson I learned from that weight loss experience is now being presented to me again. Yes, it looks different. Yes, the circumstances are not the same, but... The going back to the way it was is really the key phrase. Do I want to go back? Does this matter? Does what I'm doing matter? Is this in my highest good? How can I do this better? Well, in this case, I I don't know. I feel the urge to, you know, focus on that last question of how can I do this better? Like, do I want things in my life to go back exactly the way it was, I don't think I do. Similar, maybe. But this pause was meant to show me something, as it was meant to show you something as well. And I want to marinate in that for a little while longer as a recovering self-abandoner. I think I made that word up actually the other day on Instagram and I fucking love it. But as a recovering self-abandoner, I need to keep in touch with my truth and what feels right for me. And I will not abandon myself or my needs in the process of returning back to the world and returning back to work. I'm I'm in the process of setting some new boundaries on how I wanna live my life and what's important. Isn't that interesting? And yes, I'm sure everyone listening is doing their own version of that, but if you make it like a structured thing and when, when you're in the mood to set some boundaries, (laughs) write them down and set them. And I urge everyone listening to, you know, really pay attention here. Like let's continue to use this pause for self-reflection and keep rewiring our brains and redefining our normal so that it serves us. It serves us. You are worth it and you deserve that. Fuck, I deserve that. This like, what what was I doing? I was running myself in the ground for like what? <laughs> it's so interesting. 
but before I go, if you are struggling with that or you want to do better, here are some quick tips to add into your daily routine, okay? So I speak about these things often and if you aren't doing them or you don't want to do them, pay attention to your resistance. Where is that resistance coming from? I'll tell you. <laughs> it's fear. So what fear do you need to heal to be able to grow, okay? It's an interesting sort of roundabout way to say, pay attention, <laughs> pay attention. <laughs> I could say it 50,000 more times. By the way, all of these little tips take very little effort. The first one, stop reading and watching the news. Ah, period. It is unbelievable how much life better gets without that crap. I did watch, like, if you must listen for work or whatever, set some limits and boundaries and don't just get all your information from one source. That was a really good tip someone gave me. I think it was Adele Stratton. Don't get all your information from one source. Love that. I used to uh, get my information from one source or maybe two on Instagram. I no longer even look. Every now and then I get curious at how many cases there are worldwide. worldwide. So I Google it uh, and then I'm like, whatever. Okay, that's number one. Number two, meditate for five minutes a day. Anyone can do anything for five minutes. If you are new to meditation or super resistant, like I was for years and years and years, I was under the spell that meditation was like pointless and stupid for a number of years. And yeah, I've evolved. Anyways, uh, Pure Yoga Online is offering all listeners of Alisa Unfiltered a $10 per month membership with the promo code ALISA10. Pure Yoga Online is uh, awesome. It's filled with not only meditation practices, but meditation bundles that you can do anytime, anywhere. There's also tons of yoga. I think there's like over 185 yoga classes and yoga strength training classes. So you get the double whammy. You get yoga and meditation. You go to www.onlinepureyoga.com and enter the promo code ALISA10 at checkout. It's 10 bucks a month, guys. Super, super dirt cheap and awesome. I do Pure Online very often. And the last one is get at least 15 minutes of fresh air every day. Every day. <laughs> get 10 minutes of fresh air every, 15 minutes, 15 minutes of fresh air every day. Even on the rainy days, even on the windy days, go outside, walk your dog, take the garbage out, whatever it is, enjoy it, soak it up. You need the earth, you need the wind and the sun to be on your skin, okay? And if you do that, Life just gets better. Believe me, trust me. I know people that aren't doing it and they kind of, oh, they're stuck. People that are doing it are feeling less stuck. They're feeling happier. They're feeling more vibrant. They have a, a more positive, they have more positive ions in their body. This is good. This helps to lift the vibration. Anyways, these life hacks are simple. Do yourself a favor and incorporate these three things into your life, okay? Stop reading, watching the news, meditate for five minutes, and then 15 minutes of fresh air. Oh, and I can assure you, your vibration will lift and you'll feel better. Make the, make the mindful choice. All right, folks, thanks for listening. I hope you all have an amazing, amazing day. Keep paying attention. Keep asking yourself how you can do this better and keep redefining normal. Because let's face it, the past is a past. This is the only moment that matters. Okay, that's all for today. If you enjoyed this episode, I love your feedback. Follow me on Instagram at at Elisa and shoot me a DM. Let's talk about it. If you haven't done so yet, please go to Apple Podcasts or Google Play and subscribe, rate, and leave a review of my show. 
follow the show on Spotify and share on your social media. Don't forget to tag at Elisa Curry Lowitz. Thank you all so much for listening. Have the best day, everyone. Until next time.